And now, more Educate on TalkZone.com. Here's Jonathan Jefferson. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show and our continued discussion with scholar athletes. Our next scholar athletes, uh, Veronica Harris, was is third in her graduating class, volleyball and cheerleading student athlete, and accepted to St. John's University, where she will be studying communication arts with a minor in legal studies. Also in this half of our program, we have Jonathan Guevara, who's 11th in his graduating class of approximately 500, baseball student athlete, and accepted to Hofstra University, where he will be studying pre-med. Veronica and Jonathan, welcome to the show. Hi, how's it going? Hello, how are you? <laughs> you two are so far much more reserved than your, your peers. <laughs> okay. Thanks All right. for having us. Hey, thanks for being on. I appreciate it. Uh, Jonathan, we're going to start with you because you have such a cool first name. All right. Um, <laughs> like your first name, too. <laughs> thank you. When did you first begin playing organized sports? Uh, I actually didn't begin to start to play organized sports until I was in eighth grade. That's when I first got my opportunity to play baseball, uh, back at Turtle Hope Middle School. Okay. So all of your organized sports experience has been through your school? Yeah. I never played Little League or anything like that, or through a travel team. Everything was through school. Okay. And uh, same question for you, Veronica. When did you first start organized sports? I first started playing organized sports when I was about six years old. My parents had me in it early. I was playing t-ball for, like, the Union of the League, and I also had played basketball with another outside league, but that kind of fizzled away. Okay. Okay, so you you really started very young. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Veronica, who first got you interested in sports? Like I said, my parents, both my parents are avid athletes. Um, my mother was a starting point guard on Stony Brook's women's basketball team. When really? Yeah. And um, my father has played basketball all his life, and he also played baseball. So they were really wanted to get me in sports early because they know the type of building that it does to, like, a child's self-confidence and to their athleticism as they go on. So, so being that they were both basketball players – um, basketball stars. Uh, were they disappointed that you didn't play basketball? Oh, yeah. I played all in middle school, and just in high school, I decided not to play because it became to be too much. It wasn't really what I wanted to do, and I wasn't that that good at that. <laughs> okay. All right. You're being honest. Okay. Jonathan, who first got you interested in sports? Um, I would definitely have to say my brother. He's just a huge sports fan. Like, me and him go home to watch any type of game, whether it be baseball, soccer, basketball, football, you know. We're following the sport every day, at least. So, yeah, he definitely got me into baseball because that's his favorite sport, and he was the one that bought me my first golf. Okay. And how much older than you are, is your brother? Uh, he's pretty old. He's actually 26. Oh, my God. We need to yeah. you know, buy him a casket. He's 26 <laughs> years old. Maybe I should get him a cane. <laughs> yeah, oh. I'm the baby of the family. <laughs> so how many older siblings do you have? I have two older sisters and one older brother. Okay. And any younger? Nope, I'm the youngest. Oh, actually, you just told me that you're the baby yeah. of the family. I got to work on my uh, my listening skills sometimes. <laughs> okay, uh, Veronica, do you believe being active in sports helped you academically? It definitely does. It helps you academically by keeping your focus. 
because especially in high school sports, middle school sports, any organized sports, you always have to pay attention to what the other team's doing and how your teammates reacting to certain things. So it helps you bring that back into the classroom. You're paying attention more in class because you're trying to point out things that the teacher might say that might seem different to you, and you feel more engaged in the lesson. That's how you're engaged in the game that you're playing. Okay. Jonathan, same to you. How, how has uh, sports helped you academically? Uh, it, don't, it helped me stay balanced, and like Veronica said, it helped you stay focused. You know, especially this year when I was taking AP classes, it was very difficult being in school. So once you step out of the classroom and into the locker room, it just, you know, clears your head, uh, lets you, you know, really stress. And that was a big uh, deal for me this year because, you know, I'd go – I'd have a bunch of headaches from AP classes, and I'll just step onto the baseball field, and would, everything would clear away. And I'll just focus on baseball for a few years, for a few hours. All right. And how many AP classes were you taking? I took three this year. Okay, uh, th- three. How many have you taken in your entire high school career? Um, just the three this year, and one last year, so four in total. Okay. And Veronica, same to you. How many AP classes have you taken? This year, I've taken three. And last year, I took one. In 10th grade, I took another one. So I took five altogether. 10th grade, you were in AP. What, what class was that? AP Physics. AP Physics in 10th grade. Right. Wow. That's what we called in my day eggheads. <laughs> it's just, it's just a, a, a different way of saying nerd. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. That's no. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jonathan, what other activities were you a part of other than sports? Uh, I was actively involved in DECA and the Honor Societies. I'm a member of Math, Science, and Art Honor Society. And other than baseball, I think uh, one of our passions through school was drawing and painting. So I was actively involved in our Honor Society and drawing and painting. Okay. What exactly is DECA? DECA is a like a business club. Mostly I help through the volunteer work. Okay. And Veronica, any other activities outside of sports? Outside of sports, I was involved in music. I was in the jazz band from 10th grade and then the marching concert bands from 9th grade. Um, the jazz band would always travel around to different places, playing for nursing homes, for other schools. Sometimes we would teach younger kids during the summer. I also played with the show choir, the Union High School Rhythm of the Night show choir. I had participated in Nassau County Youth Court, and that's ran by the Assistant District Attorney of Nassau County. And that was really interesting, and we would really help kids that were basically arrested for petty crimes, and we would help them to learn about what they did and how to go on the right path of life for now on. So I did a myriad of things. No, you certainly did. Um, what instrument do you play? A saxophone and a flute a little bit. Okay. And did you play an instrument for the show choir, or would you have a different part in that? Yeah, for the show choir, I played my instrument as well. Okay. Now, did you go with them to the Nationals? Uh, I believe yes, your school I went did. to Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Did you go last year as well? Yeah, I went last year. Okay. Now, tell us a little bit about that experience. Uh, it was great. It was great traveling to a new place and seeing how things worked around there, because it's also a city and because we're from Long Island, you, we usually go to New York City, but it's nothing like New York City. And it's also um, different being with a big group of people. We have like 50, 60 students both years. So it was crazy going around the city. All the people were looking at us and asking us questions about where we were from. 
So it was a totally different experience, and we really had to pay attention to how we acted everywhere we went because someone was always watching us, Miss Carr and Mr. Winter would say. So we always had to be very aware of our actions, how we would treat other people, and we always made sure we were really respectful. But it was a different experience, definitely. Chicago's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, I've noticed having traveled extensively, I'm, I'm, I'm just a little bit older than you guys, but I've always noticed that when people ask you where you're from, it's always cool to say New York. Now, did you have right. that feeling when you were in Chicago? Yeah, definitely. Okay. And Chicago, Chicago has that feeling, too. I feel like we don't really know a lot of people from Chicago. Like Chicago seems cool, too, but New York is always the best place. <laughs> I'm glad you ended with that. Um, Jonathan, what challenges did you have to overcome on the on the playing field? Uh, well, this year I definitely have to overcome time management. That was definitely a big issue this year. But in years past, I would say, you know, just not being the best one on the field. Uh, I was, you know, I was never the biggest, the strongest, or the fastest. So I realized that whatever I did on the field and whatever I was going to be, it would have to be through hard work and just practice and practice and practice. Now, how did you keep your spirit up? Um, knowing that you had to work so hard to to try to gain, gain a spot on a team and possibly not even playing as much as some of the, the bigger kids? Um, most of my drive just came from my love of the sport. You know, my coach in ninth grade, you know, just told me that that I was just like a natural lover of the game, and I just fed off of that because I've been following baseball my whole life, and you know, to just give that up now would just be impossible. Okay, and, and what's your favorite uh, Major League Baseball team? New York Yankees. The Yankees, okay. The Yankees, the Yankees stink. They haven't won anything ever. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, um, Veronica, did overcoming a challenge in sports help you to overcome academic challenges? In a way, it did. But then again, like I try to separate the two. But just one thing in particular, not really an academic challenge, but more of like a social challenge with the rest of my classmates in school and then the teammates on the court. So in volleyball, where I was the captain this year, I really had to work with other people's skill levels. And it was hard because I had to teach them a lot of things that I would say were basic skills, but they didn't really know them. So I had to basically like try to build a team from the ground up to help us to really succeed and to start winning more like later on in the season. And in the classroom, I would be in a class, like in a lot of elective classes, I would be the person that would have most of this, um, most of the most of the experience in the harder classes so if it would be a topic that they didn't know about I would try to help them out and right now I'm tutoring kids in algebra one for math class so I really have to use that same compassion that I would use in volleyball for the kids that didn't have as much skill in the classroom where I'm tutoring them so you did you see a lot of similarities between um your efforts with your teammates in volleyball and helping them and with your efforts in tutoring other students, did you apply the same skill sets? Yeah, I applied the same skill sets. It's just for the volleyball, we're working together all to win a game. And in school, it's not really a specific purpose that we're working together for, but really the ultimate purpose is, you know, going to college, succeeding in life. Okay. And and Jonathan, did overcoming or the or did the challenges you faced um, athletically help you overcome any academic challenges? Uh, I would say so, yes, because on the on a baseball field or on any court, whatever, it just gives you a competitive edge. And when you're competing, you know, in the classroom, it's a little, it's very similar because you know 
everybody around you has the same skill set. Everybody around you has the same mental capacity. So, you know, you have to push yourself to the limit and, you know, just keep going, really. <laughs> I mean, when we're in a class with 500 kids, you know, it's not easy coming out, you know, in the top 5%. So you need to keep pushing yourself. Okay, so did you find yourself actually competing with your classmates? Because really there's not that much of a difference um, fractions of a percent between the top 20, 25 students. So did you actually um, motivate yourself by looking at, looking at it as a competition? Yeah, I felt that way, definitely. You know, when you're looking at, like, test scores or whatever, averages, you know, you always have that in the back of your mind that you want to do better than the guy next to you. Okay, I can actually understand that using that to um, succeed academically. Uh, I, I did the same when I was in a doctor program. I had postponed my doctor studies twice, but the third time around I decided, you know what, there's about 30 of us in here. I'm going to try to be the first one done. And I actually ended up being the second one done, but I needed that competition in my own head to yeah, help me right. to succeed. Now, Veronica, same question to you. And the reason I ask you, Veronica, is because you're third in your class, meaning that there's two people ahead of you that you might want to kidnap. So were you competitive in academically? I'm definitely competitive. I don't know if everyone knows, but I'm really competitive with everyone, anything I do. Grades, it'll be a little game in class. I'm like, I always want to win. But with this, I tried really hard for all my years in high school. I was always checking back. In 10th grade, I was checking to see what my rank was. Mm. But it didn't even matter. But um, I guess as it came to this point, and all the grades got finalized, I found out that we were being so competitive that me and number two in class, Salutatorian Karina, who was just on the show, she and myself are two point is are two hundredths away from each other. Our grades are two hundredths in between. Wow! Yeah. So you must you must really hate her. <laughs> <laughs> it was <just> crazy. <laughs> I'm just what are the odds. Yeah, I'm just kidding. All right, at this time, we need to take a short break, but stay tuned. We'll be back with more right after this. You're listening to Educate on TalkZone.com. Back to Jonathan Jefferson. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to our discussion with our exceptional scholar-athletes. If you'd like to join our conversation, the phone lines are open, 888-463-6748. That's 888-463-6748. We're taking your calls on TalkZone. Okay, Veronica and Jonathan, in the last segment of our show, uh, I have a few more questions for you. Let's start with Jonathan. Jonathan, how did you balance your schoolwork with your team schedule, especially taking three AP classes? Um, well, I was definitely one of the harder things I've had to do, but, you know, it's not, it wasn't so much balance, you know, it was just like toughing it out, and it was something that my teachers and coaches were very supportive of, so, you know, after school, I would just go to extra help, if I didn't have a game, I would stay for longer, and then I would just bring a pass to practice, and then go from there, you know, practice for two, three hours after that, so it was just about, you know, keeping your priorities straight and managing your time. Okay, now, oftentimes, oftentimes people who are not involved in athletics they have a uh you know coach only wants to win you know uh old school jock mentality and in, in the way they look at uh coaches and 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 uh sports teams um what was your experience as far as uh your coach's support of your academic endeavors uh they were actually very supportive you know they never once complained about me going to extra help or you know staying a little after school uh they 
you know, they were actually very proud of, you know, my academic success, you know, my goals for the future. And, you know, as long as it never hindered my ability on the field, it was never an issue. Okay. And I, I honestly find that to be the case with 99.9% of coaches. Yeah, they <laughs> never know, complained about uh, anything yeah. like that. Now, Veronica, how did you make the balance, especially being a two-sport uh, athlete? How did you balance schoolwork and, and your team schedule? Right. They were in different seasons, so I had to basically try to figure it out by the first season, before the first season really got into the games and stuff, and then I had to deal with it for the second season as well. So I usually would just really try to use advantage of my lunch period and my free periods to try to get my homework done then or at least some of it, so that way when I get home after a late game, I wouldn't be too tired to complete that as well. Okay. I would, you know, I would make use of my deadlines, definitely. I would really try to push the deadlines as far as I can to try to, you know, do as much work as I can in school and not at home, because when I get home, I would be exhausted. I, c- I can imagine. Now, how many college credits have you already earned? Wow, so I'm not I- even sure. I'm not even sure how to count it, but I did a super course, and then I had credits from my um, AP test last year. Okay. Uh, Jonathan, same question. How many college credits have you already earned? Well, depending on how I, well I did on these AP exams this year, I should have enough for one semester of college. That's awesome, and considering the fact that some colleges cost up to 60000 a year, you've yeah, taken care of 30000 of that in high school, so that's that's exceptional. All right. Jonathan, are there activities, if you think about your whole high school career, both academics and out, and sports and extracurricular activities in general, are there activities that you wish you could have done, but your schedule just did not allow it? Uh, no, for the most part, I was able to balance my time very well. And if I really, really wanted to do something, I would just make time for it. You know, I would make my, I would just make the extra effort to get it done. So no, as far as everything. I was able to draw, paint, uh, study, and play baseball, so everything was fine. Excellent. Sound like you're well-rounded. Uh, Veronica, same question. Uh, is there anything additional you wish you could have done? No, I feel like I had everything covered. I, I did the jazz band stuff and the marching band stuff. I did the athletics. I wasn't really in so many clubs or anything like that, but I also had a part-time job, so... It was good. I didn't feel like I had to do anything else because ninth through 11th grade, I, you know, did the clubs I wanted to do. Wow. And you worked, too. <laughs> yeah, this year I worked. Now, um, you two fly in the face of what every generation says about the generation after it. And that is they're so lazy. They're so lazy. You can go back 3000 years. Every generation says about the generation after that. You're so lazy. You two are obviously um, not lazy. And do you feel that the majority of your graduating class um, are as active as you, or are there some that you feel do fall into that um, not giving it their all category? Question for both of you. Oh, I can go first. I feel like they're they're active, but maybe not in the same aspects as we are. Like maybe we're more education driven we're like this class i feel is more education and is and sport driven as well like we have a little bit of both now the class that's coming after us i don't maybe they they have more drive and like their jobs or something but they don't really have as much drive in the same areas that we do it seems okay. like like some of them like are really educationally competitive like right now the competition is with them running for president 
So it's just in different areas. So maybe they're more socially competitive, like one trying to be more popular, one trying to outdo the other in their ideas. So hmm. it's just on different scales that you see their competitiveness and their drive. Okay. Interesting perspective. I, I never actually thought of it that way. Hmm. Now, uh, let's start with Jonathan. 9 through 12, do you have any regrets? Is there any area that you feel if you just gave a little more effort or if you just did things a little differently, um, you would have been happier? Any regrets at all? Um, I would say yes, because obviously I would feel like you could be better. So looking back at it now, maybe I should have spent more hours studying or more hours, you know, hitting ground balls, fielding ground balls, anything like that. But for the most part, you know, I'm happy where I am right now, so I can't really complain about anything. If anything, before that, I would have liked to play earlier, you know, get a head start in, you know, playing sports, and if anything, play more sports, actually. Okay. Um, same question for you, Veronica. Any regrets? No, definitely not. Okay. High school, was, high school was however I made it. You know, it was fun. I didn't have to say this was fun. I didn't know high school was going to be this good. I came in bored, almost feeling like I was forced to do a lot of things. Like I was forced to play volleyball. I was forced to play softball. Like I didn't really want to do it. But when I look back on it, and I was happy about every decision I made, everything I did, every award I got, every award I didn't get, it was all for the experience. Whatever I did, it just helped me to make me better in the future. Excellent, excellent response. All right, now we'll start with Veronica. If you think about all of your coaches, um, how has one of your coaches contributed to your success? Well, my volleyball coach, Mr. Davern, I'll shout him out. The best coach I ever had, I ever will have most likely, but he was just so understanding to every situation you had. If you had a problem with one of your team members, if you had a problem with him, if you had a problem with the ref's calls, he would always be your back. Like he was like a father figure on the volleyball court, and even after that, so he was awesome. great. Yeah. <laughs> now, have you ever told him that? Uh, I tell him sometimes a little bit. Okay. How about telling my final confession before I leave? <laughs> okay. Good, because it it's it's as an educator, I can tell you that's what we work for. It's not for the check. It's not for the time off. It's it's for. Uh, the impact that you have on a, on, on a child's life. So hearing that, um, is, is invaluable. So please share that in total with Mr. Davern. Um, and Jonathan, same thing. Thinking about all your coaches, um, how have they contributed to your success? Well, obviously, you know, all of them could contributed directly to my athletic ability and making me better. But on a deeper level, I feel like my coach this year, Ciro Gentile, the head of varsity coach, you know, he never gave up on me. He always pushed me. He always had off-season workouts for me to uh, come practice. You know, it was never an excuse to not have time to practice. And like I said earlier, he gave me an opportunity to balance both being an athlete and being a student. So, yeah, he was extremely helpful in that area. Okay, thank you. Um, Veronica, how prepared do you feel for the challenges of head with college and life in general? I feel very prepared considering the fact that really the, the key to dealing with college is dealing with the people and also managing your time. So I feel like I've got the people and the social aspect covered because I've just dealt with so many people during my whole high school career, whether it be all my classmates, the teachers, my coworkers, the people who I volunteer with, the customers since I was in customer service. 
it's just a lot. So just learning how to socially interact with people is a real important skill. And I feel like I've got that covered for the most part. There's still more to learn, but I've got that part covered. Okay, and I would I would agree. You certainly do. Yeah. Um, um, in fact, you probably find your first year of college um, relaxing because your senior year is when you're applying to colleges and you're taking AP classes and it's pretty intense. So you might get a break your first year in college. Uh, Jonathan, same thing. Uh, how, how prepared do you feel you are for, for life in college? I think I'm very prepared. You know, sports obviously teach you the competitive edge and how you should always work to get ahead of the guy next to you. But it also teaches you to win and lose. You know, being a part of a team is, you like being a baseball player. You know, you've seen a lot of things, like twenty run deficits or whatever. So I've been on both ends of those. I know what it feels like to win and to lose, and I feel like I could take that into the future to make me a better person. Well, well stated. We have been speaking with Veronica Harris, who's third in her graduating class, a volleyball and cheerleading student athlete, and accepted to St. John's University, where she will be studying communication arts with a minor in legal studies. And Jonathan Guevara, 11th in his graduating class of approximately 500, baseball student athlete, and accepted to Hofstra University, where he will be studying pre-med. Veronica and Jonathan, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening to Educate with Dr. Jefferson. Tune in next week as we continue to tackle the truth behind schoolhouse doors.